to the world of Doctor Who, the Time Lord that explores the galaxy while on his time-traveling adventures. Welcome to the world of the longest-running science fiction series in history, with your co-hosts Susan Backstrom, David Grunt, Matthew Rose, Tom Diamond, and Craig Johnson. They explore the classic series from its humble beginnings in 1963 and tracking through time to every episode up to the current day. This is the Doctor Who retrospective, where a legend will never die. Welcome to the Literary License Podcast, Doctor Who edition. Today I'm joined with Mario. Uh, I'm Ramona, Hello, how are you? Ramona <laughs> and David Grant. Uh, so what's everyone been up to? What how, how have you been, Ramona? Uh, doing a lot of gardening, a lot of heavy lifting, chopping, and oh. uh, planting. Oh, nice. I've been I've been helping my mum with the small pond we've got. We've been putting like little water features in yeah. and the pond plants, and we've got little frog spawn at the moment. Oh, yeah. So hopefully we'll have a little frog colony. <laughs> That's if Grogu doesn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> and how about yourself, Mario? Well, I've been doing a lot more writing, and I've just been reading Stephen King. So I've got the book um, Firestarter. Oh yes, I'm not scared yet. I'm not scared. No, I need, I need <laughs> to be scared with Stephen King. He needs to scare me. So <laughs> I'm waiting for the scary bit. Thank you, Loki. And how about yourself, David? Yeah, I've been doing me open mic nights. Oh yeah, at the, yeah, the White Lion. What a White Lion! Yeah, and um, also sort of uh, doing a little bit of plastering. You know, back to work. Again. I saw you in. The local newspaper. Oh yeah, the, in um, the, the uh, festival. That... In in the in the uh, the Archer. Yeah, that's like our local uh, rag in uh, London, you know. And um, yeah, there was a. It's classic. It's a bit corny. It was East Finchley's Got Talent? Yeah. And uh, I went in the last last moment, like it was good fun, you know. Yeah. Um, there was a, a ventriloquist. There was a um, two girls, two little girls were playing violin. Mm. They were great, you know. And there was a young young band came on. They were really good, you know. Mm. Eighteen year old playing Arctic Monkeys. Mm. Oh, <laughs> and great. some of your some of oh, yeah. David's an artist, so some of his merchandise and um, drawings are all on a lot of clothing, t-shirts, bags, hats. It's all available at Craig'sWorld.org. So yeah. check out the artwork um, when you get a chance. Craig's um, done so much from the artwork; it's amazing. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> He's like my patron. <laughs> and myself, I've just been watching, well, I've been watching a lot of Doctor Who because of this new um, ITV player that that's streaming all the classic Doctor Who's. Yeah. Um, I watched Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I watched Avatar. Ah. I'm going to watch the Super Mario Brothers movie on Friday with my sister. And um, <laughs> I've, I've on my Etsy store, Craig's World, I've got um, metal art now available and I ship worldwide. So I've got um, a lot of Nintendo based stuff. Um, Friday the 13th, Critters, uh, Gremlins, that type of thing. So if you're, if you're into that, then check out 
um, check out my bio on craigswell.org. So let's get to get the to reign it. of terror. <laughs> not, not acid rain. It's a, it's a rain of terror. <laughs> so today we're going to be discussing the reign of terror, which was six episodes, 8th of August to the 12th of September, 1964. Um, we'll cut to the trailer and we, we'll be right back. This is a synopsis for Doctor Who, The Reign of Terror, which aired the 8th of August to the 12th of September, 1964. The first Doctor, his granddaughter, and her teachers, Ian Charleston and Barbara Wright, arrive outside Paris in 18th century France and venture to a nearby farmhouse. They find it is being used as a staging post in an escape chain for counter-revolutionaries during the Reign of Terror. They are discovered by two counter-revolutionaries, De Egerton and Roveray, who knock the doctor unconscious and hold the others at gunpoint. A band of revolutionary soldiers surrounds the house and both Danderson and Roveray are killed during the siege. The soldiers capture Ian, Barbara and Susan and march them to Paris to be guillotined. The soldiers set fire to the farmhouse and the doctor is saved by a young boy who tells him that his friends have been taken to the concierge prison in Paris. He sets off after them. Ian, Barbara, and Susan are all sentenced to death as traitors. Ian is confined in one cell while the women are taken to another. Ian's cellmate is an Englishman named Webster, who tells him that there is an English spy, James Starling, highly placed in the French government, who is now being recalled to England. Webster dies, and a government official named Le Maire arrives and probes any conversation between Ian and the dead man. Le Maire crosses Ian's name off the execution list, En route to the guillotine, Barbara and Susan transport is hijacked by two men, Jules and Jean, who takes them to a safe house. They are told that they will be smuggled out of France through the escape chain. Jules and Jean reassure Barbara that they try to reunite them with Ian and the Doctor. They are then joined by another counter-revolutionary named Leon Colbert. The Doctor reaches Paris and exchanges his clothes for those of a regional officer of the provinces. He heads for the concierge, but finds his companions gone. Ian has successfully stolen the key to a cell and escape. La Mer arrives and takes the doctor to visit Maximilien Raspierre, a report on his province. Ian follows Webster's words and finds Jules Renault and turns out to be the man sheltering Barbara and Susan. The latter is ill in bed. When Barbara takes Susan to a physician, they are recaptured by revolutionary police. Ian meets Colbert, only to find that he is the mole in the escape chain and they are armed troops waiting for him. Jules rescues Ian, killing Colbert in the process. They return to Jules' house and are stunned to meet Barbara. The doctor returns to the concierge, where Le Maire reports that Raspierre wishes to see him again the following day. Le Maire ensures that the doctor spends the night in the concierge in order that he remain in Paris for his second audience with Raspierre. He is still there when Barbara and Susan are brought in as prisoners. When Susan's too weak to be moved, he engineers Barbara's release on the pretext that she can be trailed to lead the security forces to the core of the escape chain. Rosberry suspects his deputy, Paul Barris, is conspiring against him and asks Le Maire to track Barris to a secret assassination at an inn outside the city. When Le Maire heads back to the concierge, he privately unmasks the doctor as an imposter. Le Maire insists that the doctor help him at find Jules' house. With Susan held in prison as a hostage, the doctor taken, 
takes him to Jules. Once there, Lemaire reveals that he is in fact the English spy James Sterling. In response, Ian relays Webster's message, and Sterling realizes the secret assassination at an inn on the Carly Road where the conspiracy will take place. Jules, Ian, and Barbara head to the inn and overhear Barris conspire with the young general Napoleon Bonaparte in the indictment and overthrow of Raspierre. The following day, Sterling arranges Susan's release from prison. The coup against Raspierre has begun. Sterling heads for the Calais and England, while Jules and Jean lie low as they measure the future. Meanwhile, the Doctor and his companions return to the TARDIS. And that was the synopsis for The Reign of Terror, Doctor Who. Hello and welcome back to the Literary Licence Podcast. Tonight we're discussing the Reign of Terror. So for opening thoughts, what did you think, Mario? Well, I really enjoyed it because I really love the historical settings of the Doctor Who's in each and every incarnation. And I love my my history. And this one for me was really good because although, again, six episodes long and I really enjoyed it because it's been, uh, I think if I got it right, the first two animated episodes of Doctor Who, of, um, episodes three and four, if I'm correct. Yeah, I love I love the animation in this. Absolutely, um, absolutely, I agree with you because it was really well detailed, carried on from the actual story. They got the audio correct as well, the visuals to it, um, to it. It was just amazing. I was literally glued from episode one to six. I didn't stop. I mm-hmm. think I spent the whole day watching it um, on the weekend. It was absolutely phenomenal. And apparently it was the very first um, story that was filmed on location. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Good and day. it was the last story to be broadcast before the six-week break in 1964. So. Right. I never knew that. I never knew that. I mean, it was really, really good. I mean, I love the visual effects to it all as well, especially mm. with the map showing as well throughout <laughs> the whole scenes right yeah. near the end. It was just brilliant when they were going back to the TARDIS. It, it reminded me of the map in Marco Polo from the uh, the telly snaps a little bit. Uh, I haven't seen that one yet. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and the, the, guy, the guy who was walking down the, the street down the, the popular avenue. Oh, yeah. He, it was another actor. That was another actor. In, yeah, yeah. Not that was Arnold. interesting. I loved, the, I loved the music of that. Oh, yeah. The, the little sound effect they did when he was walking along. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I saw that in 30 Years in the TARDIS documentary, <laughs> and I never realised that that was the actual footage from um, The Reign of Terror. I just thought, I thought it was something they pieced together for the, for the show. I didn't realise until, because yeah. my first time watching it, um last week so and how about you david what yeah, did you think i'll just uh, just thought at the time actually i might have actually seen that when it was first televised because um I, yeah i remember seeing the first doctor who you know that's right yeah back in the 60s but um i remember sort of like we used to talk about it at school i mean the daleks was when it exploded like you know everyone was crazy about that but uh it was like like having a history lesson that was interesting mm-hmm. whereas like history you know history at school was all bloody boring <laughs> yeah but she um, had madame guillotine robespierre yeah robespierre marie um all the different people napoleon who, yeah <laughs> how he would sort of like claim to become emperor you know yeah it was almost in the stars like you know 
but what a time to live in, like, you know. And they seemed to get that grittiness, even though it was like in black and white, which gives it a gritty feel anyway. But um, it, it, it sort of uh, conveyed that horror of living in times like that, you mm. know. Really spooky, really scary, actually. Like, I mean, you know, not, I was saying to Craig afterwards, it was almost like a, it was a bit too scary for kids, you know. It was almost like, <laughs> you know, like a sort of um, time watch sort of like uh, episode mm. or something, you know. Yeah. yeah. But I loved it. And um, what about you, Ramona? What do you think of the opening thoughts? Um, my opening thoughts are that as an American, the uh, historical uh, material kind of went over my head. Yeah. They don't teach this kind of stuff in uh, American schools, or they just touch lightly upon it. Yeah. yeah. Um, once again, lessons learned or rather not learned about uh, jumping into other people's wardrobes. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I did like a lot of the scenery. Um, yeah. The uh, young man uh, who I uh, did a little research on for Google, I found out that he has a big part in history play later oh. and i'm not going to give you spoilers on that but uh yeah. just look up jean pierre okay yeah that's right yeah because it was the it was the last story to have any connection to lime grove yeah um so and it was the first script by dennis dennis spooner um mm. but i thought I liked it as a from a historical point of view. Uh, they do historicals like really well. Oh yeah! And for a kids show, it was quite um, like, educational. Yeah, it, it was a mouthful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a lot of information which I never knew when I was at school. We didn't really touch yeah. Yeah. on that, you know, for, for that part of history anyway. But it gave it just for people who watch it now, they'll think, oh wow, this is actually, you yeah. know, like great. I want to read up more about it. Yeah. You know. But even like going back again, a fun fact, apparently, this was the doctor's favorite part of um history. Yeah. Um, I loved his, his costume was really nice. Yeah, I like that cool, when I, yeah. I saw it. It was great. Movie. And he did it so well when he went undercover to yes. in the mm. in being a spy as well. Yeah. <laughs> it was Representative so from his province. Yeah. Uh, that's right. That's right. And um, even even Susan, you know, like she went back to an unearthly child. She was wanting to read the, the French Revolution which she asked Barbara to get the book and then Ian goes, what's she going to do? Rewrite it? And then yeah. they're actually there now. They're actually there in the actual um, setting. The only gripe I have with this, I don't know if anyone else picked this up, so I'm going to sneeze. Oops. It's my hay fever. Yeah, um, bloody hell. What, what I thought was funny was um, he said to the little kid, are we in England? And he said, no, you're in France. And I was like, in like a Brummie accent. And I thought, hold on, why don't they have French accents? Yeah. It doesn't make any Or is it an inflected French accent? You know, like, yeah. Yes, you're they didn't in even try. Like, yeah, it was even... so strange. It's so Stardust translator circuit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like Picard. It's like Picard with Marina Sirtis coming into a Cockney accent. In oh, no. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's um, it must be hard. It must be who, and who, 
anyone from who what from a cast perspective, who do you think really shone in this one? I think the doctor. I think he yeah. really shone really well because he yeah. really um extended his ways of um going into the action and going undercover and, you know, getting into costume as well, being a different person from what he was. He was trying to go and rescue his companions from the, yeah. from the cells as yeah. well. You know, I think, I thought it was just magic. It was Cause it was I almost like, his, I love the way he was fiddling around with his shirt and going, oh, <laughs> my dear boy. My dear boy, yes. He's totally well, the eclipse, If the eclipse trick can work once, he went for it and did it again. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I mean, William Hartle's Hartle. Because I thought it was like he was going to say goodbye to Ian and Barbara almost, and yeah. then he was just going to say, do you want to come to the pub? But... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so the, and the TARDIS landed about fifteen kilometers north of Paris, yes. and it was July seventeen ninety four. So he he wasn't. I mean, he was almost pretty yeah. pretty much on the mark, you know. <laughs> he wanted to try and get the one. The TARDIS, yeah, he wanted to try and get the one or two. And yeah, I enjoyed those long shots where yeah. I've walked five miles in three hours. <laughs> I know how tired you yeah. should be after twelve kilometers. Yeah. yeah, even though he's a time lord, like he's a, he's an old boy as well, you know. So it's yeah. great. <laughs> I, I like what Ramona just said about the long shots of the actual traveling with the map. As oh, yeah. you know, when you see them going back to the TARDIS, that just that was just amazing. Mm. And the voiceovers as well when they were leaving, you yeah. know, in space, that was just oh, that was just yeah. gave me goosebumps. I wanted to see people get beheaded, but I think that's just me being. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's a bit gruesome. Yeah. that's Stephen King. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe he should have wrote that episode. <laughs> Might have been a bit more gory. No, but I think uh, it was still pretty scary, even scary for kids of nine, seven, nine, twelve, or you know, whatever at the time when we were watching. Like, because I mean, it was um, there wasn't really a lot on the TV. Back in those days, there was only like two channels, you know, mm. and I think most of them closed the, down around the, ten. The, you know? the gunshot to his jaw was, oh, uh, that was a, bit a bit strange. Uh, yeah, well, they um, couldn't show the blood. Clean, yeah, yeah, but it was. They yeah. needed him alive for the uh, guillotine. Yeah, but silenced. So yeah. They, ow. ow! It was like symbolic, you know. Yeah, yeah in a sense, like you know, he was like a. There was another guy called Mary. Um, he was trying to get letters to Robespierre. I think the whole, the whole section of that history is really interesting. Like, you know, he ended up killing him in the bath. Mm. There's a great picture by uh, Dave David in his line of his armor at the bath. It's quite an iconic picture, you know. Mm. He was like the one of the go-betweens, you know. Yeah, really good. Story. It was strange that some of the episodes were destroyed in the by being burned by the BBC, but they kept. Yeah, I mean, episodes four and five no no longer exist in the archives, but. They they chose to keep other random episodes. It was so strange. That's strange. Yeah, keeping like um, the first one and the last yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, who you know? there must have been an arsonist at the BBC at some point who <laughs> maybe just went around setting fire yeah. to old footage. I, mean, you know, <laughs> but, I don't think they probably they probably didn't have the foresight to see how iconic hmm. you know Doctor Who was going to be. It it was totally off the totally off the sort of scale. Like it's something else, Doctor Who. You know, hmm. 
Well, the view figures were coming up and down with this one. There was 6.9 for the first three, and it was 6.4, and 6.9, and then 6.4 again. Weird. The radio times. What what shows were Doctor Who going up against uh, when it. At the time, um, there was a one called. Would it be Zed Cars? Zed Cars, Quick and Mass. Quick and Mass. Quick and Mass. And the Ornean line. Which yeah. is about a, a Liverpoolian and shipping company t- trying to sort of smuggle tobacco. Really boring stuff. I'm just thinking, we still sit around the TV and try and choose a, pro- a programme to all watch, you know. We're totally unique at the time. Like, you know, nobody really does that anymore. It was like, Brian, Brian Proudfoot was the actor who dressed up as him and walked down that vineyard. Brian Proudfoot. Brian okay. Proudfoot, yeah. Yeah. You you met They Susan. filmed it in Denham. Right. Gerard's Cross. Gerard's Cross. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, Craig met Susan not so long ago, didn't he, Craig? The director, I, I saw on the documentary, the director had a, he collapsed on set, I think. He was taken on well. Oh, yeah. Um, Henrik Hirsch. Um, he was, um, what happened to him? He he, he just got, he I think just he was got just nervous, got exhaustion. Uh, yeah, and, um, nervous exhaustion. Yeah. yeah, and then I think Verity came in and did she take over or was she, it someone she, else? She appointed, um, I think it was the assistant director. Yeah, someone to helped continue with the. There was like a thing between her and the assistant pro- mm. um, producer that, that managed to finish the show. But yeah. this guy was out of his depth. I think he was more into like art, movie things. TV must be a different thing, you know. Yeah, It's like really quite, kind of claustrophobic, you know. You're shooting in small areas. And I think with um, like like Ramon was saying, it's outside. Yeah. There's, there's more air to breathe, like literally, like, you mm. know. I think it might have uh, maybe that had a lot to do it, but you know the the finished series brilliant, you know. But waiting six weeks to watch it, mm. you know. Nowadays we could just go straight on, you know, YouTube and check something out, like you know, you know. I think there was a patience. The level of patience back in the day was, you know, pretty uh, good. Like <laughs> we're a bit more sort of like, oh, look forward to that. Now you want it instantaneously, you know, because both the female. Well, I figured there were other. Uh... Um, things to do other than the uh, TV, you know, you had the uh, bring in the firewood or the coal yeah. or yeah, exactly. do the laundry. Uh, he didn't have boots. a fancy wash machine, yeah, yeah. It's a five gallon yeah. bucket and a mop handle. Exactly. Absolutely, you, you bang on, you know. I mean, I'm a lot old news guys, you know, but I mean, it was like a tin bath on the back door, you know. We had a mm-hmm. like a cold room for the pantry, which was like the original fridge, you know. And but reading, we used to do loads of a lot of reading, you know. When, we, when I was kids, what was you know? it like when you was watching Doctor Who on the telly? On the oh Saturday, man, right? it was bloody scary. I mean, I remember the first time I remember you'd have to the wait very... a week to see yeah. the next episode. So, so you were hooked, you know. The but cliffhanger must have everybody really talked about it at school, you know. Yeah, yeah. The Daleks was the was the turning point. I think that just yeah. freaked everybody out, you know. Mm. But um, waiting the whole week, yeah, you sort of kind of looked forward to it, you know. And you, we all discussed what was going to happen or how we thought it might go, you know. I think actually now you make me think. I was a friend of mine at school who was, did his own Doctor Who comic, you know, just by drawing it, you know. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, and he used to bring it into school and we'd all read it like you know, mm. great, you know. <laughs> I remember pretending to be a Dalek in the school playground. Oh yeah, yeah. After, after seeing Remembrance <laughs> of the Daleks <laughs> yeah, in yeah. 1988. Yeah, you know the you know the plunger for the sink. <laughs> yeah. You know, just to walk around with that, like you know, <laughs> and a, and a torch, you know, X there, I mean. <laughs> We were pretending to be with Dr. Ace and Mel in the playground as well, Craig. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, oh, running so, around. I'm really you know. going. 
I'm really gutted because my friend Ray Polhill, who's from Corrie and EastEnders oh, yeah. and what is it, 2.4 Children. Yes. He went, he met Bonnie Langford at the weekend and I didn't oh, really wow. come and met her with him, but I just oh, didn't know about it. She's iconic, you know. So, she is, she is. I met her a couple of years ago. She's absolutely lovely. Really nice, yeah. But, um, okay, so yeah, what should we rate? Or, yeah, let's yeah. Um, go for it then. Who wants to? Is that <laughs> it's out of five, isn't it? So I'm going to give it four out of five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and Ramona? Four out of five. Um, I did find parts of it hard to follow. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, I had to uh, look for some closed captioning to find out the names as I couldn't hear some of the audio. Um, Costumes, excellent. Characters, excellent. Even Mm. characters that uh, you wouldn't think to see in today's Doctor Who, Mm. such as our tax collector fellow by the roadside. Uh, He was an extra, but he made the long walk just that little bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> you nailed it. And how about yourself, David? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, as a silly, maybe it, it did dip a little bit on the fourth one. But I, I, I was, I, I loved the first three. And the yeah. last one really captivated yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, obviously, we we're trying to play it out. And you, your attention spans different these days, you know. So maybe you want something more instantaneous, whereas like the play that almost like a like a novel, like reading a novel. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Just maybe think right. about it. Yeah. More descriptive than like, you know, action, like in a sense. But as Ramona said, the characters, all the people, the actors were brilliant, you know. Yeah. I really enjoyed the parts, you know. Yeah. They seemed to mean it, you know. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so definitely I was, no, five out of five. It's yeah. it's five big William Hartnells out of five. <laughs> <laughs> and for me i'll give this four ropes beers out of five for this one yeah i like the music i love the costume of william hartnell i love the animation yeah the animation um, some of the animations are a bit uh hit and miss but the shadow work was really 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 nice really good for a black and white cartoon like a Roy Lichtenstein. Um, I would have loved to have seen it in color, a color color version, but um, I mm. had a black and white one. So um, waiting for Babel Color to get a hold of that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm going to tell it when I see him next. I'm going to tell him. <laughs> Isn't it funny? So you, you can catch Babel Color at the Sisterhood of Khan, <laughs> which is a, um, a group that meets up in um, the King's Arms once uh-huh. a month. <laughs> no, just sorry. What you said about color? You know. Back in the day, like uh, black and white was, uh, sorry, color was expensive. Mm. Black and white was cheap. Now black and white's expensive and color's yeah. cheap. You know, it's weird. It's gone like yeah. a full circle. Full circle again, you know. Yeah. Well, we'll be, uh, the next Doctor Who we're going to be covering is the Planet of the Giants, which I've never seen. So that'll I've be. I've never f- seen that one either. So that's going to be a new one for You're me. You're in for a treat. Cool, cool. And and Ant Man and the Wasp is now on Disney Plus as well. Oh yes, I can't wait to see that one. Yeah, that's. I just saw the Flash has been advertised. Oh, that looks Uh pretty. Yeah. Mm. Um, and guys, you can check out um, Ramona's got some articles which are going to be featuring in the next Doctor Appreciation Society magazine, um, the Cosmic Mask, and that will be available in a couple of months' time to download. Yeah. And yeah. David, you're going to be at the 
Where are you doing your uh, gigging? At the White Lion White in Lions. East Finchley. East Finchley. And also down at the, uh, the the Crook in Warren Street, which oh, is right. near... Uh, what day Trafalgar is that? Square. That's on a Sunday, hopefully. You know? Okay, cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, just, it's good to get back to playing a bit. Like, you know, it's nice, you know. <laughs> cool, <laughs> when cool. you're up there alone. What did WC Feel say? He handed... Um, he was about to go on stage and uh, I think Groucho Mark said, here... Take a drink before you go on. He says, and what? And go out there alone. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go out without a drink. And guys, if you've got anything to plug, then just go for it. Yeah. Yeah, I have got my Supernatural Mysteries, the Sir Benedict Files, The Unwanted Guest and Unexplained Anomalies, all out on Kindle as well, and paperback. So go and find Marius Heraclius on Amazon, download mm. them. It's five out of five. It's been given great reviews on all three series. I'm so excited. And I've got a new one coming out in July called Sudden Threat as well. Watch out for that one. All right, guys. Well, Ramona, have you got any um, links for your Facebook groups? Um, the uh, TARDIS Training Academy. Uh, guys would like to join that. I got a hold of uh, some interesting reading material about 10 years ago. Yeah. And uh, it's thanks to Will B. Smith and uh, another author. Um, I do a lot of written material from that. Ooh. all right cool it looks good and um yeah just uh if you see ramona on facebook just add and um you can catch all our um all of our stuff is available on the literary licensed podcast newsletter which comes out monthly yeah so guys uh it's goodbye from me and david in east finchley and, and a uh, goodbye from me from north finchley <laughs> and goodbye from me in hartford connecticut Cool. And nice to meet you, Ramon and yeah. Marios. Nice so to meet you, too, nice and David. See you next time. See you next time, guys. One. See you soon. Bye. Bye good night and good morning. <laughs> <laughs> Off with their heads. Off with their heads. <laughs> no, dear boy, not now. Not now, dear boy. <laughs> I'm going to get Esta mañana me he levantado Oh, vela, chao, vela, chao, vela Chao, chao, chao Esta mañana me he levantado Y he descubierto al invasor Vela, chao Compañero Quiero ir contigo, vela, chao, vela, chao, vela, chao, vela, chao, compañero, quiero ir contigo, porque me siento aquí morir. Y si yo caigo en la batalla, vela, chao, vela, chao, vela, chao. Y si yo caigo en la batalla, o 
Sombra 